Hey, it's Cam here. In this week's episode of the Gibbs Sunday Podcast, I spend some time with Dindy Jarrett, the director of Gibson Gibbs. We discuss the principles of Gibson's philanthropy, the old leadership at Gibson, and more. If you'd like to get connected with Gibson Gibbs, you can do so at gibsongives.org. That's G-I-B-S-O-N-G-I-V-E-S dot O-R-G, gibsongives.org. Let's jump in. This week's episode is made possible by Alclair Audio. Alclair is a leader in the in-ear monitor industry specializing in handcrafted in-ear monitors for musicians, audiophiles, and outdoor sports with more than 60 years of experience. Unlike others, Alclair has a solution for every stage that fits the needs and budget of most musicians, podcasters, video editors, gamers, and more. Not only does Alclair offer monitor solutions for musicians, but also hearing protection for the outdoors person. Alclair Outdoors is about protecting your hearing no matter what you love to do. Alclair Outdoors' new active hearing protection and custom earplugs are the best earplugs for hunting that will protect you while you are out doing what you love. Hunting, shooting trap, three-gun, or engaging in your favorite sport. Alclair is the fastest-grown in-ear monitor and hearing protection company in the U.S. and for good reason. Alclair focuses on what matters. Customer service, great pricing, and outstanding quality. Making any custom product can be expensive, but Alclair recognizes that your needs and budget are different from others. And that's why you'll discover multiple models for each need at different price points so you can find exactly what you need to perform your best. I own a set of Alclair RSMs and these are the best in-ear monitors I've owned. I use them to edit videos, when I'm performing, and even when I'm listening to music casually. The custom fit makes them extremely comfortable with minimal ear fatigue. I even had my customized with colors of my choice and put my initials on the cover. If you're worried about accidents, Alclair offers a flat repair fee for only $99. So if anything goes wrong outside of the warranty, including crushing your precious monitors under the weight of your spaceship pedal board, Alclair has got you covered. Alclair really wants you to be inspired to be your best. So whether you're a touring musician, shooting skeet on the weekend, or finally putting those drum lessons to good use, Alclair has you covered bringing you the finest audio quality any monitor can offer. Head over to alclair.com, that's A-L-C-L-A-I-R.com now to begin your audio journey. Cam, thanks for having me today. Yes. Uh, you know, I've been on and off with uh, Gibson since 1992, and I came wow. back in 2014. And of course, that was amid, uh, you know, our obstacle course, as we call it. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. But look, we, we successfully navigated that obstacle course, and you yes. know, there's a whole new culture brewing at uh, Gibson. And I was asked if I would take over what at the time was the Gibson foundation Mm. and Gibson foundation was actually established in 2002 and look, really did some great things. Uh, Guitar towns were popped up around with the fiberglass guitars, some of which still exist. There were a lot of uh, huge Christie's auctions with uh, bedazzled guitars, you know, that were jeweled with, you know, brought (laughs) million dollars and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, some really good things. Yeah. What happens a lot of times with, uh, you know, foundations at at corporations, they kind of get wide and far and they lose their their meaning. And so, yeah, AC and I met and we decided to rebrand Gibson Foundation as Gibson Gives. Nice. Uh, 
we met for uh, really a day because he had the vision. Uh, you know, JC is a visionary and we met, we mapped out what this was going to look like. Uh, yeah. We rebranded the, um, you know, to Gibson Gives. We created a new mission and vision, uh, which you can see at gibsongives.org. And um, we hit the ground running. And, yeah. you know, when he asked me about taking the position, uh, you know, I'm known for saying that I believe that success comes when the roads of opportunity uh, and preparedness intersect. Yeah, and yeah. it was That's the good. right time for not only Gibson with, uh, you know, the, the new leadership, but it was the right time for Gibson Gives. And it was the right time for me. Hmm. <clears throat> My dad always thought I would be a preacher because I like to evangelize about things that I believe in. <laughs> yeah. And my mom always thought I'd be a band director because I was inclined, you know, I was the proverbial band geek, you know, yeah. uh, the whole marching band thing and everything. Yeah. Um, and it was just the right time at, at the peak of my career. Uh, and, you know, the goal is to just leave a, a living legacy. And so what's yeah. happened since then with Gibson Gives is we've, we've been working hard for the last three years, really, to weave giving into every part of the fabric at Gibson uh, cool. so that when we do things like uh, royalty deals with artists and whatnot, that there is a giving component that's baked into that. Uh, yeah. Everything that we do. That's cool. Like, is there a way that you could tell us more about that? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when we do uh, a signature model now, yeah. we meet with the artist and we identify a giving component in that in some portion even if it's just a tiny percentage sure. does go to Gibson gives or one of our strategic partners. I mean, cool. the great thing about Gibson gives is, is it, it's not about Gibson gives. It's yeah. about our strategic partners. Uh, yeah, yeah. And everything that Gibson gives is about uh, relates in a swim lane that is either music education. Hmm. Uh, think save the music. Yeah. Or, or, or little kids rock. Or, yeah. Or, uh, music wellness, uh, think uh, music cares or yeah. musicians on call. And, uh, and so we align with those partners and a hundred percent of the donations that come into Gibson gives are then funneled back out to, uh, the philanthropic community in the musician yeah. space and Gibson underwrites all of the operating costs of wow. Gibson gives. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's interesting because of you know, I, I say this and I, I, I want to be cautious there, you know, obviously Gibson has a tumultuous history and I think less in the last five, but especially, you know, towards the end of the previous leadership's era, since you've seen the changing of the names, the, the changing of leadership, changing of tides altogether, have you, ha, have you felt like Gibson Gibbs has been more successful in the last couple of years than it was prior? Oh, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. look, I, I can't say anything bad about the previous regime. I sure. mean, yeah. I, I worked there for a long time under that leadership. It yeah. was indeed, uh, you know, there's kind of an underlying joke in the MI community that if you worked at Gibson and survived that regime, it was like, you know, working in the Vietnam of the music industry. But, wow. uh, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> The, and look, 
there was a, a real philanthropic spirit involved with that leadership as well. Sure. But it was overshadowed by a lot of craziness, uh, yeah. you know, frankly. Yeah. And, and so, you know, again, can't say anything bad about it. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, folks know the history. Yeah. Yeah. But, and but I'm not to looking that at point, To that yeah. point, Cam, you know, this is a new era for Gibson. And so what I'm finding is that the experience for Gibson Gives and what we're doing in the philanthropic space is pouring over into the spirit of the culture within Gibson abroad. Hmm. And so, you know, I think that good begots good, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that we're seeing uh, a lot of that uh, goodwill carry over throughout everything that we're doing. Yeah, that's cool. I, I've very high level gotten to know some of the leadership and I, I'm not shocked to hear you say that. Like I've seen um, extremely caring, extremely thoughtful, um, extremely selfless leaders in the in the extremely small transactions, interactions that I've had with them. So hearing you say how much that's gone forward, I'm not I'm not shocked. And I love that, frankly, because the the previous era was so difficult. Like that was a storm to weather that is. <laughs> Vietnam, you know, like a cat five what, hurricane, <laughs> man, what, oh, <laughs> what an insane Viet. That, that's a heck of a heck of a name. Oh yeah. We were Vietnam. Okay. Tell me some of the stuff that you're doing with some of these organizations that you're working with. So like you putting guitars in schools, like what does that look like? Well, in 2019, actually at the NAMM show in July, we announced yeah. that we were going to give away a, a thousand guitars in a thousand days. Nice. And quietly, I took a big gulp because I thought <laughs> there is just no way. Yeah. And what I've learned over the last three years is readjust your attitude and reset the bar because we yeah. are approaching day 950. And yeah. we are approaching 3,500 guitars given away in that time frame. Amazing. So we 3X'd the, the goal. Yes. And, and, you know, what we're finding is that in the collaborative spirit of a rising tide lifting all boats, we yeah. can do more locking arms with uh, other strategic nonprofit partners than we could ever do on our own. And so the same is reciprocal from their standpoint. And so yeah. they reach out to us for assist sure. and we reach out to them for assist. And that not only goes with uh, grant monies or guitars given, but it also goes along with thought leadership. You know, mm. the things that, that our leadership will step in and provide some, uh, you know, their thought process and their philosophies. Sure. Yeah. help us make decisions that are better for everybody. And wow. so, you know, it's been great. Uh, yeah. Look, my first, my first knowledge of a philanthropic space in, in the music instrument industry was save the music. I mean, yeah, who, yeah. Uh, you know, of my era yeah. doesn't remember VH1 uh, and save the music. Now they're not associated with VH1 anymore, but it's uh, you know, it's still a, huge entity. And it was impactful to me because music education was my life. 
I yeah. mean, my band director was my second father. Yeah. Uh, you know, and music was my community. They were my people. Yeah. And so it's it's really great to be able to step in and help uh, make better all of the nonprofits in the music instrument space. Yeah. Hey, what was your band director's name? Jim Mills. And hey, Jim Mills, this one's for you. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, and, that and was look, dumb. I just found out that that was a feature. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, look, he's, still, he's still kicking today. As a matter of fact, we talk probably every three or four months. And when oh, I go excellent. home, I, send in, I, I sing in the church choir with him. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. Where is home? <laughs> Home's uh, in a little town in South Carolina. I actually grew up, dude, rural. We had uh, five acres, gardens, and yeah. And, yeah. Uh, little town called Peak, South Carolina, which okay. still has a population of 88. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I didn't grow up in quite a small town, but I grew up in Savannah, Georgia. So I'm oh, actually yeah. not not too terribly far from where you were at. Yeah. Um, so I'm, place. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of your favorite success stories that have happened through Gibson Gives? Like individual one-off instances that you personally just couldn't get your mind around? Um. You know, we created a, a main swim lane, you know, surrounding edu music education and music wellness. But we are a company of thoughtful people. And yeah. uh, when the tornadoes came through Nashville yeah. uh, back in 2020, March 2020, right before COVID happened, yeah. um, right. literally hit two blocks from my house. Wow. The neighborhood two blocks from my house was completely devastating. Man. JC was on the phone with me at 6 a.m. And he said, mm. we got to do something, DJ. We, we got to yeah. do something. And yeah. we came up with the concept of creating a program uh, called Play It Forward. And, yeah. and we did this all on the phone in 10 minutes time. And so we decided that anybody who lost a guitar, and we didn't care what kind of guitar, would right. get a guitar as long as they could prove ownership. Now, yeah. you know, unfortunately, we had like 5,000 people submit, and, and about right. 310 of those were legitimate. But we gave yeah. away 310 guitars wow. to people who lost their guitars, many of whom, because of this town, that's the way they made their living. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, they needed a they needed an instrument to get back on the ground making money. Yeah. Uh, to support themselves. So, yeah. Incredible. You know, that's one of the big success stories. Uh, yeah. Christmas morning when the bomb went off on Second Avenue in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, we learned quickly of a few musicians who lost everything. Wow. And we stepped in immediately. One of them had a, a, a national syndicated radio show and lost all his gear. So we propped wow. him up through uh, KRK Cares with monitors. Yeah. We set him up with uh, guitars, electric and acoustic. Wow. And, um, you know, those are the kinds of things that really touch my heart because yeah. you know, that you're making a personal uh, or a, a very huge change in somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. What an incredible loss. And then to have... A, a company, a corporation step in and say, no, 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 we got you. It's, you never hear that. You always hear the opposite. Like, you know, I got screwed by the, whatever, my job or whatever, but instead to have a company say, no, 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 we'll take care of this one. We got you. That's, that's absolutely incredible. I love the thousand, you know, thousand and a thousand. That's great. But then to hear 
3,500 before a thousand is, is amazing. But hearing specifically, like, here's the story of Christmas day, like, man, that's, that's something that I don't know how I would handle that as a person. I think I'd fall apart <laughs> personally as a total hey, feeler. I think I'm yeah. falling apart here in the stories, you know, I and, and I hear a lot of them, you know, when you're the executive director of, of Gibson gives, you get hundreds of letters of people want you to know, of, you know, you, you hear every sad story, uh, right. there is, and you yeah. know, you can't, you just can't help everyone. So, you know, yeah. we have criteria by which we make these decisions. Of course. Um, but look, you know, it's a great thing to change lives and, and look, what, how could I ever wake up and say I'm having a bad day? I get to give away money <laughs> yeah. and guitars yeah. for a living. I mean, totally. it's, it's, it's a great ride. Totally. Yeah. I imagine. Have you always had a, a, a bent toward like a philanthropic life? Have you always had this thing in you or has this really kind of come to life in the last couple of years? You know, I, I always think that um, a man's worth is not really uh, measured by his beliefs. It's measured by his behavior. Mm. And I was fortunate that I was raised right. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know how to, uh, else to say it. You know, you know, my mom and dad really instilled in, into me thinking about others first. And I think you have to have a servant's heart to really do what I do. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and and honestly, you know, JC and Cesar both are are bent that way, and cool. uh, you know, and it shows. Yeah, you know, when when they talk, and you know, we're you know we're currently assessing you know all kinds of things that are going on in this world that you know of right now, and yeah. trying to see where we can step in and help. And you know, I think until bombs stop stop falling, there's not really a whole lot that we can do. But boy, when we when when things are over and musicians need to get back to work uh, busking in the streets to make money, we're going to, we're going to be there to help. Yeah. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. <sighs> Sorry. It's just a lot to go through. It's a lot of process because it's such a, a, it's a really cool thing. I mean, there's, there's probably more articulate, you know, a, a way to appreciate it, but it's really cool what you're doing. I, I really hadn't, this is why I wanted to have you on, frankly. I knew that I didn't know enough about it. And as much as I knew about Gibson, I knew that that meant others didn't know enough about it either. And I really wanted to bring as much light to this as possible because these are, this is cool. People should, well, yeah, it's how you treat and how you love and how you serve others. I'm for that all, the, all yeah. day long. So to hear that an organization has been founded on the principles of helping others, like I'm all about that, especially musically. I think, you know, if you want to leave a, a lasting legacy, you have to do these types of things. Yeah. You know, our guitars already have their own uh, place in history and yeah. will continue to have their own place in history. Yeah. But what what do you do with that? How do you leverage that success uh, in helping others? And I think that's really where where we are now is, you know, we've taken a lot of crazy, wacky things that came about in, you know, you know, the past 
and we've realigned them back to the way that they were originally, yeah. which seems to be a, a really big thing for uh, guitar players. I don't know. I'm a drummer trapped in a guitarist world, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> it's, but yes, you know, I can see, uh, I mean, anybody could see that the changes we've made in the last three years to the guitars uh, from everything from just, your USA product to your Murphy lab yeah. type product have been good moves for yeah. the legacy of Gibson. Yeah. And yeah. so then how do you, how do you take that same measure of success and then move it into the philanthropic space? Yeah. And so that's what we've been trying to do is then, then, you know, the guitars themselves have their own success. How do we now leave a lasting legacy that's tied to that? in the philanthropic space. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's great. Well, let's, let's talk about like that specifically, where would you want to take it under your tenure? If you had, you know, like one big goal or I want to see, okay, now we've done 3000. I want to do a hundred thousand. Like, where would you love to see it go? I don't know if it's so much about the number of guitars that we're giving away. I mean, that yeah. was a great goal to have, but I think totally. that now after, you know, three years into this and seeing the impact that we're having, uh, you know, just this week we did the music on a mission uh, right. for music cares and we fully produced, uh, shot all the video and uh, fully produced that presentation to raise money for music cares. Yeah. Now, we didn't directly give money to them, although we are. Yeah. Uh, with that project, it was more about the resources that we had, the connections with artists, the connection with the, our G Gibson TV crews and right. that sort of thing. So, so that sort of impact on uh, leveraging our resources uh, is very important to those organizations because they don't have the, they don't have the bandwidth. Totally. Or the... Or, or the um, the connections to be able to do that sort of thing on their own. And I think yeah. more importantly though, for me, you know, the legacy that I want to leave here is that I want Gibson to be recognized as the leading force in the music instrument philanthropic space. Yeah. I really want people to yeah. say we couldn't have done that without, I'd, I'd love for the other nonprofits to think about the fact that they couldn't do it without the assistance that Gibson gives was able to bring the lift under their wings, if you will. Yeah, totally. Yes, that's great. Um, when you're thinking about how to achieve that, who are some of the other organizations that you look to that you want to model after or find inspiration from? Oh, gosh. You know, that's, that's hard because there are just so many fantastic uh, yeah. nonprofits in the world. There's thousands and thousands of them. Totally. I, you know, it's not so much that I model what we do after other nonprofits. It's about just doing the right thing, man. Sure. Yeah. It's just about doing the right thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, within reason, you know. Right. Yeah. Stroke a check for a million dollars. It's not there to do with, but it's it's about finding out how you can leverage the resources you have at your disposal and make the best of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That's great. And and you should know, Cam. You know, from that we've we've developed other programs. Um, great. You know, there's Ep Epiphone Empowered, uh, nice. which is a program under Gibson Gives that gives Epiphone some lift. There's KRK Cares with a K in Cares, <laughs> uh, which gives KRK, uh, you know, a philanthropic nod. Yeah. 
Um, there's Mesa Mission uh, for Mesa Boogie. Amps. I'm seeing I'm seeing a bit of a thread here. <laughs> Gibson right? Gives Mesa what? Yep. Mesa Mission. Mesa Mission. I like that. Yep. Mesa Mission. Gibson Gives. Epiphone Empowers. KRK Cares. And there's Kramer Cares. And Kramer Cares. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love I, that. I got to tell you too, you know, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't say, because it's really one of my proudest accomplishments so yeah, far please. is uh, our Tempo program. Okay. Tempo, uh, which can be found at tempomission.org is Great. training and empowering musicians to prevent overdose. Yeah. And it's a program that really swims outside our normal uh, mission. Yeah. But it was such a powerful thing. Uh, so what, Tempo does is it's a collaboration now of uh, 14 nonprofits working together to educate musicians about opioid abuse, Mm. uh, overdose, Mm. and train them on literally a five-minute video about the use of Narcan as a uh, life-saving medication. Yeah. And then once they take that test at one of our facilities and show that they've taken the test with the email that confirms that they can leave with a single dose vial of Narcan uh, and be armed then to go out and save a life. And we just last week, uh, a a radio station in um, a DJ actually in uh, Asheville emailed me and said, man, I had my tempo vial of uh, Narcan and came across someone overdosing and I was able to save his life. Wow. And man, that, that made a year's worth of work. Worth yeah. It, wow. You know, that we saved one, one musician's life. Totally incredible. Well, look, and we've got some really strong partners. I mean, music yeah. cares who provide, uh, you know, counseling, uh, and assistance with yeah. medical cost and, and, uh, you know, places to go for counseling and that sort of yeah. thing. We've got the scars foundation. Sully with Godsmack is, uh, you know, on board with uh, yeah. tempo, uh, the, the roadie, uh, uh-huh. clinic. Uh, yeah. so we not only support just musicians, I mean, our goal is to put Narcan in the hands of the tour bus driver, yeah. uh, the, the lighting crew, the yeah. sound crew, yeah. studios, clubs, yeah. anywhere totally. that music is happening. Yeah. That's our goal. And we just blanketed, uh, we worked with, the the Texas, uh, harm, uh, coalition, with people on the ground with backpacks at South by Southwest, uh, yeah. you know, to, to distribute, uh, naloxone and to, to, to train. People. Yeah. You're like the musician's first aid kit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that so much, man. That's incredible. Um, it, so that's something you're working on right now. I mean, I, I want to ask the question because it's, it's tied hand in hand. Is there anything, else that you're working on currently like any projects that you want us to know about i mean it's it's constant uh yeah, you know yeah. we, uh, the um, amount of incoming requests for guitars and look you know all of these big things that i talk about you know make a difference yeah. uh, but i mean like last year in december we gave 100 guitars to metro public schools Cool. Uh, they have a nonprofit called Music Makes Us that kind of bridges the gap between the need and what federal funding is. So they bridge that delta mm. there. And so we gave a, a, a hundred guitars and then they were kind enough to call us and say, hey, we've we've learned of some sister counties that are in real need. 
can we share some of these guitars? I'm like, man, are you kidding? Yes, that's what this yeah. is about. Yeah. It's playing it forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. Man, that's so good. I, well, you, know, as- you know, you should know, too, that, you know, from a lot of the things that we learned through COVID, I mean, and that was a big part of what Gibson Gibbs was able to do. Some of these nonprofits like Notes for Notes, who educate underprivileged kids at boys and girls clubs or underserved kids. Yeah. Um, they relied on being in person. And yeah. so they had to kind of take a step back and punt and figure out a way to go virtual. And so yeah. we assisted with that kind of thing through thought leadership and, and yeah. making provisions for that. <laughs> Excuse me. And and so that's been a big effort is, you know, and then, of course, as you know, now, as we're kind of coming out of COVID, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully. we're seeing they took the things that they had to implement and the way that they were before. And they're trying to come up with a new hybrid version because there was so much resource put into to changing the way that they did business before. Yeah. So we've been able to, to you know, sit on boards uh, and uh, advisory councils with a lot of these organizations to, to bring some thought leadership to how how do we navigate going yeah. forward? Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, I was a second ago, you said something that I was just, it, it struck me again. How are we still in 2022 having to convince how important music is why why is that still a conversation that we're having to advocate on behalf of the obvious effect the profound impact that music can possess in one person's every single moment how how is it still you're gonna make me preach (laughs) i want to hear it because i i don't get it i look if i were able to sit in front of congress and explain the the use of math mm. in music, yeah. The use of the cognitive skill sets of of uh, language, yeah. Uh, foreign language, you know, you have to know what pianissimo is or, and right. what forte means, and yeah. you know, You're right. The the team building, yes, yes. The listening skills that you have yes. to develop, yes. The leadership skills that you develop totally. through this. Yeah. I mean, the it. It covers the gamut of the core curriculum. Yeah. And to think that they would want to strip that out of schools, it just yeah. breaks my heart. And, and you know, look, I can't complain about sports because without sports, we wouldn't have had a halftime show for the band to perform, which <laughs> would have left me not being right. here in this seat. But it was yeah. frustrating to go out and see them in new uniforms every week. And yet we were selling band fruit to to pay for new pants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never even pieced that together. That's so true. So like you, I'm from the South where football is everything, everything, yeah. you know, eat, sleep and breathe it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But I'm, I'm playing music. Anybody want to come over here? And and so like, I never, you know, made that transition. I just didn't care. But I remember that was like, how is it that the bands, like the, the kids in band are selling chocolate bars to pay for stuff and we've got seven away jerseys for the football team. Like, how does that? There's no one for one ratio here. This is not equal. Man, like, you are you are singing to the choir here, brother. I mean, look, <laughs> well, and, and and honestly, you know, I think about every day I wake up. Now, when you get to be my age, you think about things probably more profoundly than you than you're forced to when you're younger. But I think sure. about a world. What would a world be like without music? 
you know, when you think about watching a, a movie or riding in a car with no music at all, hmm. where would we be? I mean, yeah. it just it's just such an important part of who we are as people. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, and, and it is, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure other uh, animals have their own way of making music, but for us, it's, it's, it's a profound way. And look, where else can you go in the world and carry an instrument and sit down with people who you can't even carry on a conversation with, yeah. but make music? Yeah. Yeah. I just can't imagine a world without it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, my wife asked me this the other day. It was, I forget what I was doing and a song came on and I said, 1979. She's like, How do you know that? Yeah. And I said, I don't only not know when it was. I remember the first time I, I heard uh -huh. that song. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Shake It Up by the Cars. Yeah. I knew exactly where I was uh -huh. when I first heard that song. And that's, totally. I relate almost everything in life to that. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and I don't often feel that way, but I understand. My, yeah. my mother and I were just talking about this last night. She, you know, asked me a question about what's John Mayer doing? And I started rattling off far too much biography. And all, all of a sudden I'm talking about the Grateful Dead in detail. And she's like, how do you know who Jerry Garcia is? I'm like, what? you don't even know who Jerry Garcia is. Are you ready? Because I, <laughs> I, I just get so, so deep in the minutia of the music. And I just care so much about it. that There's. I don't know what it would be like. I, you know, let me actually just back up and say something different. There's that, there's the, you've heard the phrase before, um, life will always find a way. Like no matter what and no matter how, no matter where, you go into the Mariana Trench and at the very bottom you find life. Like how can that be the pressure, you know, because life will always find a way. I, I just believe this. I'm not, I have no science. I have no logic behind this other than just bias, I guess. I don't imagine there's life outside of music. I just don't see that. I don't see that people could ever ignore it long enough to eradicate it. I just don't see our innate ability to like move beyond like the natural rhythms and music of life. I think it, where we are, it will always be. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, you know, you had a conversation a year ago with a, a research Institute that was doing, mm -hmm research on the coral reef yeah. and everybody says a coral reef is important for food, but their right. research was to prove that the coral reef provides music to sea life, that the passing wow. of the water over the reeds, if you will, of the, yeah. of the, the fingers of, of the coral reef yeah. creates a music vibration for sea life. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. it's fascinating. That's stuff, amazing. You know, that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I love these. I love these. I like getting away from the questions and just, um, all right, quick question. If we have any organizations li listening right now and they wanted to find out how to get connected to Gibson Gibbs to see if there's a, a way to work together, how could they do that? It's real simple. It's gibsongibbs.org. Hmm. Uh, and in, there's a place on there where you can go to donate. Yeah. And then there's a place on there that Fantastic. will take you to our submittable portal where you can request a donation. Awesome. And that's where you can develop the partnership. We potentially develop a partnership and get connected. Fantastic. And that's the fastest, yeah. easiest way. Yeah. 
That's great. the greatest way. Yeah, and there's a contact us button on there, and all those emails come to me. Yeah, awesome. I'm, Gibson I'm a, Gibbs. I'm a huge team of one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're doing great work. Uh, GibsonGibbs.org. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So I was going to ask, you know, who's your favorite guitarist or what's your favorite guitar, but you, you spilled the beans and said you're a drummer stuck in a guitar's world. And, and for the record, I'm a drummer first. That's my love language. I, just, I couldn't sit still and you can't really strum an air guitar in class. It doesn't make sense, but I could touch and tap everything and it, you know, um, so that's, that's my first love as well. So now let me, let me pivot. Who's your favorite I'll, I'll, drummer? Well, let me just say this. Yeah. I do have a favorite guitar. Who is and it? It's, it's actually uh, a J200 or J45. Yes. And as a drummer, if you blindfolded me and turned my back to a stage and you uh -huh. had various wonderfully made acoustics on stage, yeah. I'm going to pick out the Gibson every time. <laughs> there's, a, there's a throatiness, uh -huh. uh, you know, a cojones <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to that guitar that stands it out in a crowd to me. And as a drummer, I appreciate that because I relate to the to the bass uh, part of the frequency. Of and, course, and a Gibson gives you that frequency that no other guitar, that uh, acoustic guitar that I hear provides. Yeah. Greatest drummer. Favorite drummer. Uh, favorite drummer. Favorite drummer to me. There are actually two that fall into this category. One was Hal Blaine. Rest in peace. Okay who played on every AM hit I ever listened to growing up. Yeah. Probably the most recorded drummer in history. Wow. Uh, the, my second favorite is Liberty DeVito. Okay. Liberty DeVito, Billy Joel's drummer. Yeah. Played a good two and four and made a great living doing that. Yeah. He wasn't a flashy drummer. He wasn't a, uh, you know, take your breath away drummer. He was just a good, solid musical yeah. drummer. That's, that's that's what I do. That's it's the only reason I ever played, uh, you know, professionally uh, was because I could just hold down a good two and four. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I also could sing back up while playing. <laughs> that's great. Everyone yeah. loves a drummer that can sing. <laughs> um, there's a there's an expression in golf. It's um, drive for show, putt for dough. So it doesn't yeah. matter how well you hit the ball when you drive it. It's all about putting the ball in the hole. And um, like that's that's Ringo, right? Like he just just play the two and the four. Look, if you can play in the pocket, you can make a living. Yeah, that just just hang there. And look, I'd have to give an honorable mention to Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Because yeah. Look, as as a player. Yeah. I relate to the energy of a drum yeah. on stage. And yeah. I can't think of anybody else who brought better energy and and look you know i don't think there's been any official announcement although i know that there were some opioids found in his in his uh samples that were taken and yeah. so it makes me it made me realize just how important the work with tempo that we're doing is you know yeah yeah i didn't want to connect those dots you know just out of reverence yeah but no look uh, you know again yeah. total respect yeah of course uh, of as course. a human and as a father and as a musician totally. and as a drummer what a fantastic force yes uh, he was uh the energy level he brought on stage was just uh, I, I can't think of anybody else that yeah no totally yeah. yeah it was between he and 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 dave Grohl. you you could very much see 
how the two fed off each other and how they understood each other and spoke that, you know, that, that drummer's language that they, they both possessed and how they both looked to Bonham. You, you could just see like, okay, this is what it looks like, you know, 30 years, 40 years later, you know, yeah. there's, there's no doubt about that. They, they very much carried that John Bonham charisma that very few drummers can, can both not only execute in, an incredible playing, but style as well. You know, everything that they brought to the stage. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. He, that, th- I mean, I, it's not past tense. It's, it's just as much present. This has been a hard one with Taylor. I don't, I don't always feel that way. I felt this yeah. way with Tom Petty and I, and this one just like rattled. I, you know, I obviously don't know them, but just broken by the yeah, no, reality. I, I, I mean, you know, we, we had some un, unseen footage that we aired on the Music on a Mission uh, two nights ago for Music Cares that was Tom Petty playing at a yeah. Music Cares event a few years ago. And boy, yeah. just brought back all the all the feels, you know. Yeah, totally. I'm not I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I can imagine. So, hey, this has been great. Thanks so much for taking some time and telling us about all of the incredible work you're doing. I really appreciate it. Hey, Cam, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you do for the guitar community. And it thank was an honor you. to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. This week's episode is made possible by Alclair Audio. Alclair is a leader in the in-ear monitor industry specializing in handcrafted in-ear monitors for musicians, audiophiles, and outdoor sports with more than 60 years of experience. Unlike others, Alclair has a solution for every stage that fits the needs and budget of most musicians, podcasters, video editors, gamers, and more. Not only does Alclair offer monitor solutions for musicians, but also hearing protection for the outdoors person. Alclair Outdoors is about protecting your hearing no matter what you love to do. Alclair Outdoors' new active hearing protection and custom earplugs are the best earplugs for hunting that will protect you while you are out doing what you love. Hunting, shooting trap, three-gun, or engaging in your favorite sport. Alclair is the fastest-grown in-ear monitor and hearing protection company in the U.S., and for good reason. Alclair focuses on what matters. Customer service, great pricing, and outstanding quality. Making any custom product can be expensive, but Alclair recognizes that your needs and budget are different from others. And that's why you'll discover multiple models for each need at different price points so you can find exactly what you need to perform your best. I own a set of Alclair RSMs and these are the best in-ear monitors I've owned. I use them to edit videos, when I'm performing, and even when I'm listening to music casually. The custom fit makes them extremely comfortable with minimal ear fatigue. I even had my customized with colors of my choice and put my initials on the cover. If you're worried about accidents, Alclair offers a flat repair fee for only $99. So if anything goes wrong outside of the warranty, including crushing your precious monitors under the weight of your spaceship pedal board, Alclair has got you covered. Alclair really wants you to be inspired to be your best. So whether you're a touring musician, shooting skeet on the weekend, or finally putting those drum lessons to good use, Alclair has you covered bringing you the finest audio quality any monitor can offer. Head over to alclair.com. That's A-L-C-L-A-I-R.com now to begin your audio journey.